judgment number three kind of stands out. Um, it stands out because the angels have a response to this one, unlike the others, uh, where there isn't a response. It seems that these judgments are so severe that the angels have to reassure creation and reassure um, John, perhaps, uh, that these are deserved. Um, so you'll notice the, the title of this slide is not in English, and we'll discuss that in a bit. Um, for now, this little section is called Lex Talionis. And we'll see rivers of blood, uh, that this is an act of retribution, and that God is perfectly righteous for this retribution. Verse four says, then the third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. Once again, this is similar uh, to some of the judgments that happened to Egypt. Um, in fact, this is similar to the first judgment that Egypt saw. In Exodus 7, 19, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers over their streams and over their pools and over all the re their reservoirs of water that they may become blood and there will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone notice how pervasive this is and notice what it's affecting it's affecting their drinking water in fact it affects their drinking water to such a degree uh, that a few verses later we see how they survived it says in verse 21, the fish that were in the Nile died. The Nile became foul so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. And the blood was through all the land of Egypt. So all the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink of the water of the Nile. So when this water became blood, they had to find other recourses for water. Uh, in Revelation 8, 10 through 11, we saw judgment affect the same area, um, but only a third of that area. It says, the third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of waters. So again, the same location, but only a third as expansive. The name of the star was called Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. Now, these men didn't die from the waters because they were made bitter and that bitterness in their uh, in their general vicinity killed them but because they tried to drink it uh, the same thing is going to probably happen here uh, based on what we're going to see in verses five six and seven they will try to drink this water that has turned to blood um, and they're going to try to drink it because there will be no place that they can go to find water at all um, and this, again, has to do with uh, one of the reasons I believe this is the last days, because you can't live very long without water. And this affects all of the water, and these judgments compound. One does not end before the next begins. Uh, so uh, this happens uh, probably on the third day of this, these rounds of judgments. Uh, if these are even in a six or seven day period, it might be even less than that because you can't live more than three days without water. Um, and if you're drinking blood to survive, um, it's not going to do much to save you. So again, uh, this affects all the water. The only way to make this judgment happen any earlier than three days before the end 
um, is for it to either not be total, as all the other judgments here are, covering the entire earth, or uh, to have it end before the next one begins, which all the evidence points against that as well. So I would say that by the time we hit this third judgment, we're within three days of the end. Uh, if we're within four days of the end, then it's because God shortens the time that anyone is left alive at the end of those days. And so I think uh, with this judgment in mind, the angels then have to speak up um, because they recognize God's righteousness in doing this, although it seems particularly terrible. So John records, I heard the angel of the waters saying, righteous are you who are and who were, O holy one, because you judged these things. So notice who this is speaking up. It is the angel of the waters, the angel uh, who is in charge of this area that God is using to judge. Uh, we had a couple different angels that were uh, responsible over different areas of the earth or over nature. This is the last one we're going to see in Revelation. Uh, this is the angel over the waters. I gave you a chart uh, on the website of all the angels mentioned in scripture uh, or in uh, Revelation. And uh, this is one under that category of an angel responsible for a certain area of nature. And this angel over this area of nature um, agrees with God's judgment. Uh, using his arena. And that is because uh, God's judgments are all perfectly righteous. In Revelation 15, 3 and 4, which we saw last week as a uh, means of preparing us for the terribleness of this final judgment, we saw that God's works are all called great and marvelous, and that even his ways are called righteous. That means the ways that he chooses to do things. His ways are revealed to us as judgment. Uh, in the end of verse four, it says, for your righteous acts have been revealed. All these righteous or all these acts are um, qualified as righteous. That means they are merited. I don't have this verse here in the slide, but uh, it does make me think of the righteousness that God has in forgiving our sins in Christ because of his blood uh, in First uh, John 1 9, it says, um, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, that means he has the absolute right. He's faithful to do it. That means um, he will do it without fail. And he is righteous to do that. That means he has every right to do it. And in fact, it is, um, it is his responsibility to do that. And so it says they poured out the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, and they deserve it. This is qualifying why this judgment is deserved. They have poured out the blood of saints and the prophets, and so in response, God has given them blood to drink. They deserve it. We can't take verse 4 without reading verse 5 as well. This is why I believe, this is another reason why I believe this will affect all drinking water, all fresh water on the entire earth, because they're all guilty of the blood of all the saints um, by means of partnering together with the Antichrist who is, uh, who is uh, responsible for the blood of all of the saints. 
so the angels declare that they deserve it. Uh, as terrible as the judgment is, they do deserve it. And this is going to be kind of the theme of Revelation 17 and 18 as well. Sorry to tell you, there's still a few more months in our study where things aren't going to be necessarily looking up. Um, but once again, we want to keep in mind that all of this is deserved. And in Revelation 18, we see Babylon's treachery. Uh, it says, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice saying, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison for every unclean spirit and a prison for every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of her passion, of her immorality. So this is putting all of mankind into this, um, uh, together in this judgment. And the kings of the earth had, have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And so the judgment comes in verse 24, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. Um, she is responsible for all of those things. And this blood guilt that she's responsible for begins all the way back in Genesis chapter 4, uh, where God says uh, to Cain, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your uh, brother's blood from your hand. And she is guilty because uh, God's image is in man and taking his blood is violence against the image of God itself. And these all stockpile in the ground. And it is the ground that is crying out to God for vengeance. In Genesis 9, 6, it says, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made man. Uh, this is God giving man permission to take vengeance uh, so as to cull evil from the earth so as to protect evil from taking over as it had before the flood. Um, but ultimately, this vengeance is in God's hands. This is a temporary solution for man to uh, rule over this earth partially, but God coming to rule over this earth fully and completely takes this vengeance into his own hands and deals out judgment for it. <clears throat> we see this same principle um, when Jesus is giving the eight woes at the end of Matthew to the Pharisees just before his uh, crucifixion, he says to the Pharisees, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are sons of those who murder the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore, behold, I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from the city or from city to city, so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth. So what are they guilty of but all those deaths which have come uh, because of a rejection of God, God's promise uh, fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
And this is from the blood of righteous Abraham or Abel all the way to the blood of Zechariah, who was the last martyr in the Old Testament, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. And all those things did come upon that generation because that was the generation that was killed in AD 70 uh, in the destruction or the sack of Jerusalem under Titus which in fact happened just prior to John writing the book of Revelation. So that is fresh in his mind, the destruction of the second temple and the judgment that came on the Pharisees and all those who followed the Pharisees in unbelief, that they were guilty of the blood of all the saints that had come before all the prophets. And so they also perished uh, in the same way. The judgment coming here in Revelation uh, is even more incredible than the events of AD 70. And that is because uh, dealing out this righteousness or dealing out these righteous judgments is the burden of the Almighty. It falls on no one else but him to do this. So in Isaiah 13, it says, thus I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will also put an end to the arrogance of the proud and abase the haughtiness of the ruthless. I will make mortal man scarcer than pure gold, and mankind than the gold of offer. And in Isaiah 49, it reads, I will feed your oppressors with their own flesh, and they will become drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. And all flesh will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. So now I'll tell you what this title means. Some of you might know it already. Lex talionis is the law of retribution in kind. In other words, an eye for an eye. All that they have dealt to the saints of God will be uh, given back to them in kind. So they are deserving of all of these things because they are responsible for all of these things. The earth will be judged no greater and no less than the judgments that they have put on God's people unjustly. Uh, in the same way that Christ was innocent and killed on the cross, so his saints are innocent uh, because they are found in him and yet killed um, by Satan and his legions. Um, and so they will be judged uh, in the same way that unbelief is judged uh, to the same degree. And this, again, uh, signifies God's righteousness so we had an angel calling out the angel of the water saying that all of these judgments that have come upon the waters are just. And here the altar itself, which is probably either another angel of the altar, like the one we saw in verse eight, uh, or this could be similar to the, uh, the altar that speaks in chapter six uh, in the fifth seal. This could be indicating God himself, or it could just be um, alliteration, but we're not alliteration, uh, personification, um, but it does seem to be a literal voice that is speaking, and it says, yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Remember the altar here, uh, who is beneath the altar is all the martyrs of the tribulation period. So the altar, again, is calling out and saying that this is just vengeance. In Revelation 6, 9 through 10, we see uh, those souls under the altar. And it says, when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw 
underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God, because of the testimony which they had maintained, and they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Well, the answer came in chapter 14, that it is now time to release that vengeance. And chapter 15 prepared us for that vengeance. And now chapter 16 shows us what that vengeance looks like. This is the just recompense to the evil um, or the wicked unbelievers uh, who have persecuted and killed the martyrs of the tribulation period. And the blood of all of the saints are on their hands. And so we can agree with David in Psalm 19.9, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous altogether. That is righteous without fail in a single area. Mm -hmm.